Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 84, The Ugly Truth About Self-Sacrifice. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Let's just dive right in today. I'm kind of excited about this topic of self-sacrifice. So let's just get on the same page about what it is. Self-sacrifice is the sacrifice of one's personal interests or well-being for the sake of others or for a cause. So let's make it personal here, which is as a mama raising kids with special needs and even as a mom in general, because you'll notice yourself doing this with all of your kiddos, which is we sacrifice a lot of ourselves for our kids, for their well-being, for their success, to avoid pains, you know, all of it. Our sleep, our time, our getting ready in the morning, our showering, even our bathroom time, our, you know, going out with friends, all sorts of things we sacrifice in the name of helping our kids. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing unless you are experiencing chronic burnout or chronic stress, or anxiety, or depression, or anything else that puts you in a place where you underfunction and you don't enjoy your life. Now, I'm not saying that you should enjoy your life 100% of the time, but you also shouldn't hate it 100% of the time either. And I'm not saying that to say this is how you should or shouldn't live, but of what is healthy for a human being, what is real realistic for us to actually function in and still thrive in our lives. So self-sacrifice is something that we want to do to preserve our kids. In fact, we are wired that way. That's how moms and dads are wired. This is why we can keep our species going. This is why we can, uh, you know, why animals do the same thing. And so there is a reason for self-sacrifice, but it is, I would say, more of an acute thing or a seasonal thing. Like when a baby is a newborn and they need sustenance and taking care of because they are highly, highly vulnerable. Those are seasons in which we take care of them. Or for our kiddos, when we first find out about their special needs, when they are going into or coming out of surgeries or different things like that, when they're having difficult times, those are seasons and spots in which self-sacrificing can serve us and our kids as a whole, like as a unit. Hopefully that makes sense. So we don't want to just, I'm not here to just kind of rag, rag on it, is that a word? Like just, you know, talk about how awful self-sacrifice is because there is a time and a place and a purpose for it. And that is why we're wired for it. Now, when we get into a self-sacrificing mode, a chronic self-sacrificing mode, that is when we, as the moms, start to experience emotional breakdown, physical breakdown, mental breakdown, and we get sick. And those things are actually not conducive to helping us be the kind of moms we want to be or helping us live a fulfilling life. And so that is the point in which you might want to start questioning going, wait a second, is this whole 
putting my kids' needs before mine 100% of the time actually benefiting all of us as a whole? Because if you're experiencing consistent burnout and high levels of stress, I can guarantee you that it's not serving you or your kids for that matter, or your spouse. Now, please keep in mind, if you're experiencing this, this is not your fault. You are wired to be this way. But just because you're wired that way does not mean that you cannot stop self-sacrificing to the point where it is hurting you. Okay, so keep that in mind. Just because we are biologically wired in certain ways doesn't mean we cannot curb that wiring or teach it to function in a way that actually is beneficial. Okay, so in order for us to understand how to get out of this cycle of perpetual self-sacrificing, what you need to know is how you got there first. So here's how it happens. Okay, so how do we get there? So on a primitive level, when a mom feels like her child is being threatened, she goes into fight or flight mode. She's going to protect. She's going to sacrifice herself in hopes that she can save her child. In our day and age, what that might look like is you pick up your phone and you read the news and you happen to see that Earlier that week in your city or your town, there was a child that was abducted or you get an Amber alert on your phone. Your brain immediately goes, oh my gosh, this is dangerous. Like it was just down the street. Like this happened to me in a city that we lived. It was like, oh my gosh, that was that store just down the street. Like I was there last week when this happened. Oh my gosh. You know, and my brain starts flipping out and I go, wow, this is not safe. My kids are not safe. So now following weeks, every time I go shopping, I'm thinking about that incident. I'm thinking about that article that I read. And I'm thinking about, you know, okay, how am I going to, you know, am I going to carry my keys in a position where I can stab them if we get threatened? Or do I need to go with someone? Or do I need to not take my kids? Or I can't take my eyes off my kids. And so you're constantly in this very hypervigilant state so that you can protect your kids, where the reality is that I'm probably just fine, right? I'm probably gonna be okay. But because we have access to the media and social media and because we can circulate horrible stories and then you're also reading research about like, make sure you're doing these, um, getting these proper attachment styles or your children are gonna struggle when they're older or like don't yell at your kids because it's horrible for them and it causes emotional damage or don't do, you know, there's so many research things that are coming out that are like, you know, this way of parenting is bad because of this and this and that, right? Or watch out what you're feeding your kids. If you're not feeding them the right kinds of foods, you could be hurting them. Now, I'm not here to say that these things aren't true to some extent, Right? They could very well be true. But what happens is that because you don't actually know that that person's going to be there at that store to try to abduct your child on the day and the time that you decide to go, you're going to be hypervigilant anyway. And there's nothing wrong with being hypervigilant. The problem is when we create in our mind and our thoughts a story that says we are always at threat. My children are always being threatened. There's always something there that can hurt them or harm them, that we function in a state of constant stress 
and are constantly ignoring the things that we need, and we are constantly sacrificing our sleep, our time, our uh, getting ready for the day, our peace of mind, so that we can be there to protect our kids. But the reality of the situation is that on average, most of us are really safe and we're doing okay. So if you think about what would our world be like if we removed social media and we removed, um, you know, we go back a couple hundred years or not even a hundred years where we, we don't have the constant feed and the constant news outlets telling us, hey, this is a big, bad, scary world. We would be living at peace and we would actually be okay. And we would encounter dangerous things here or there for sure. But on average, we really are okay, especially in the present moment. We're not being threatened and neither are our kids. And so it is our thoughts about what we perceive that's dangerous or even what we perceive as our role in the family. That if anybody needs to sacrifice something in their schedule or in their time, it's mama. If that's kind of the assumed role that you've taken, then when anything needs to give, then it is your, it is you. So remember, it is our thoughts that create our emotions. So if we think or believe that something is dangerous or that you have to be the one to make the sacrifice, then you set in motion the physiological changes and emotional changes that need to happen in order for you to be ready to take action to take care of that threat. So if you want to step out of perpetual self-sacrifice, then what you want to do is you want to reframe the way that you are thinking about the threats that you're encountering on a daily basis. Scary stories make money for the news outlets, so that's what they're going to show. There actually is a lot of good going on in the world. I'm just not seeing it right now. There's a lot of good, honest people that help me protect my children, actually. So there's actually a channel on, or an account on Instagram, I think it's Instagram, called Good News. And I have, um, I follow them. And they post all sorts of wonderful things kind of about humanity and about how good we are. Like there's many, many uh, little posts that are about people that were in car accidents and strangers that were pulling off the side of the road and they saw that the car was on fire and they ran. They don't know this person, but they ran to that car and they got them out in time. Or even I've seen ones where there are the, there's a little kid out in the middle of the road the mom is talking with one of her other children about some sort of dilemma that they're having. And it's a neighbor or a stranger. Someone's running along the side of the road that leaps into the road because there's a car. They see the car coming towards the kid that's out in the road. The stranger runs out in the road, picks up the child that they don't know, and brings them back to safety to the mother. And there's no scolding or anything like that because the mom was trying to help her other child, right? And so you see there's people like this all over. There was another one that I saw where a man who wasn't like a close relative, he had, um, they were just, they had something in common. 
like a group. These two people had something in common. They were part of a group. And one of the men needed a kidney. And this other guy that didn't really know him very well donated his kidney to him. Right? And and what we saw in the video was that the um the guy had made t-shirts and said that they were kidney buddies. And this was after everything had gone down and they had done the surgery and took the kidneys out. And so there are a lot of actually really, really wonderful people out there in the world doing wonderful, wonderful things. So what you are feeding yourself helps to create the frame of mind in which you see the world. And you can also see people, like when it comes to special needs, a lot of inclusion parks are going up, a lot of... Um, Donations are being made to hospitals. A lot of people are doing initiatives um, on their own to help serve our community. Now, there is a lot of lack, and we can see that, but there's also a lot of good, and we can see that too. So when you think about what is threatening in the world, I want to offer to you that you try to get a bigger picture that it's not just the awful things and the stories that are flying around the internet um, because scary stories spread quicker. And that's how we work. And maybe that's because we're wired to look out for things that are threatening. But if you make the intentional move to look for things that are good in this world, where people, they do have each other's backs, they do want to help and support your kids, and they do want to help and support you, then you're able to reframe your mind to think about what good there is and to be involved in those things. Okay, so that's a small exercise that you can do is if you're going to be seeking out stuff online so that you can be aware of what's going on in the world, also seek out the stuff online so you know what else is going on in the world that is actually good, where people are helping and supporting one another, that kind of restores your faith in humanity. And that this is and that there are many good places to raise your children and to take care of yourself without the threat of your child getting hurt if you decided to do so. All right. Another thing is if you're having a hard time getting to that, I'm re going to reframe the way that I think, then you can also do deep breathing exercises and meditations, which bring you back into the present moment. Because the majority of the time in the present moment, you are safe. That can look like uh, grounding exercises, um, meditations. Um, you know, when you're putting your child to bed, you can hold their hand and you can rub it. And you can think about this present moment, how you're safe, how absolutely adorable they are when they're sleeping and how peaceful they are, how much you love them, how much you enjoy them, those kinds of things. The whole goal here is that you can put your nervous system into a state of peace because when you go into the mode of I'm going to self-sacrifice for the benefit of my child and doing it chronically you're often seeing all of the scary things about the world so try to feed yourself those things that help you see the good that's in the world the good that you're doing as a mama in the safety that you actually are experiencing the majority of the time. If you like what you're hearing, join me in the Mamas Have Special Needs Too private Facebook group, where we take a deeper dive into these concepts, apply them, and offer personalized help. 
link to apply is in the show notes. And please leave this podcast a five-star review so more mamas like you and me can find it. Thank you for letting me serve you today. And until next time, take care.